to me about things that kind of raised my awareness a bit. But when I found out my story that my mom had walked out of her abortion appointment and that I was scheduled to die and I had just been rescued at the 11th hour, my mom choosing to walk out because this janitor talked to her and told her God would give her the strength to have me. That caused me to be curious, of course, about about abortion and everything associated with it. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are The Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory, and this is a podcast not like other pop culture podcasts. We don't just talk about pop culture. We change pop culture. Super excited for today's episode. I have my friend, Christina Bennett. You guys, I'm 100% sure have seen her before. She does a lot of stuff with live action, and we're actually going to be talking about her story, her life, and just like I said earlier, this month is Life Month, and I just really want to highlight different people's stories and get different perspectives on the issue. So without further ado, I'm super excited to introduce Christina Bennett. Um, Christina, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Mallory. I know we've been trying for a while to have this conversation, so I'm glad we are. Yes, me too. I'm so glad. I'm going to read you guys her bio really quick, and my phone's going to be right in my face because um, I need better context. Anyway, um, Christina Bennett was scheduled to be aborted until a miraculous encounter saved her life moments before her mother's termination. Upon discovering this news in college, she committed her life to fight for the ending of abortion. After graduating with a degree in business communications, she moved to Washington, D.C. to serve as a pro-life missionary at the Justice House of Prayer and Bound for Life. Christina is a writer whose works have been featured in Live Action News, Life News, Charisma, Decision Magazine, among other, and among other publications. Her story is featured in the film Pro-Life Feminists, Still on That Journey, and Here from Heaven. She had the honor of testifying for the pro-life cause in two congressional hearings, and Christina has served for four years as a client service manager at a Connecticut pregnancy center and three years as the communications director for the Family Institute of Connecticut. She currently works as a news correspondent for live action and a speaker for Ambassadors International. She's a devoted wife, mother, and licensed Christian minister. Christina, we are super excited to hear from you and to have you on. Really quick aside, for those that don't know, um, just a side personal note, Christina is one of the kindest people you will ever meet. Oh, We've known each other for sweet. about a yearish now, and she has really just been a great like mentor, big sister, oh. all of the above. Um, and I'm just so excited to have her on and share her story. And I think you guys are going to love her too. And then at the end, we'll do you guys can follow her and follow along with all that she's doing. And she has some events coming up too that you're not going to want to miss. Um, but yeah, so. 
Christina, I guess the Thank first you for thing. The intro. Oh, of course, of course. Um, I think the first thing we kind of heard your like an overview of the story, but kind of let's right. can we get to the micro? Can you tell us a little bit about um why you wanted to be involved uh, in the pro life movement? Sure. So I didn't even know the pro life movement existed. I knew nothing about it, and. When I was in high school and even starting off in college, if you had asked me to name a person in the pro-life movement, I would have said, uh, what? <laughs> I, was just, I, I was so disconnected. I never heard abortion talked about at home. I never heard abortion talked about at church. I heard it talked about in school, but I don't think I understood that there was people actively resisting it as their full-time you know, jobs and, and their life and their their everything, they were giving their time and their money and their energy to fighting against it. I just didn't know. And so I had a few different friends who were pro-life who would talk to me about things that kind of raised my awareness a bit. But when I found out my story that my mom had walked out of her abortion appointment and that I was scheduled to die and I had just been rescued at the 11th hour, my mom choosing to walk out because this janitor talked to her and told her God would give her the strength to have me. That caused me to be curious, of course, about about abortion and everything associated with it. But the first person I ever heard give a message was a minister named Lou Engel. And he came to a church in West Haven when I was in college. And it was the first time at 20 something years old that I heard someone preach about abortion. And then I went right up to him afterwards and said, you know, I just found out that I was going to be aborted and my mom walked out and I never knew it. And and so little did I know, I thought I was going to tell him that story, like to encourage him, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go tell you this story that um, my life was saved. And then I'm going to go about my business and you keep on doing what you're doing. God was like, no, actually, right. you're going to follow him and you're going to change your entire life. And he's about to move to D.C. and bring all these young people and they're going to pray in front of the Supreme Court. And you're going to leave your home, family, job, everything that you know, and you're going to actually follow him, move to D.C., pray in front of the Supreme Court with tape on your mouth that says life. It was just so funny now. I look back. It's like, wow. you know how you just have no clue. You think you're going to just like do this one little thing. Like, I'm going to just tell this person something. God's like, yeah, no, your life is going to change now. So yeah. that was the beginning. That's kind of really just a quick aside. That's kind of like I went to the March for Life in 2018. And I thought I was just going to go to this cool event with like-minded right. individuals. And now, I mean, right. <laughs> look at me now. So it's just like we all <laughs> have the abortion shirt on. <laughs> right, right. Literally. And it's kind of a, I'm doing a whole podcast about it. So <laughs> it's crazy how God orchestrates different things. You think you're going this one path. You think you're going to do this one thing. And it's just like, nope. Here is what it is. And when God puts something on your heart, everybody listening, this is for you guys. When God puts something on your heart, listen, go with it, follow him. Right. No, absolutely. And I would say obedience is so important. And obedience is something that I've I've not done it perfectly. There's mistakes that I've made along the way. But I I have been obedient to where God has told me to go. And he told me to go to DC and I went. Then he told me to move to Atlanta after that. And I went, I joined the prayer movement there in Atlanta, praying for the ending of abortion. Um, he told me to come back home to Connecticut um, and take a job at the pregnancy center. He told me to leave at a certain time and work fighting for pro-life legislation that was coming you know, in, in, against anti-pregnancy center legislation. And so every step of the way, God has just told me, like, this is where I want you to go. 
And quite a few times I've thought like, no way, like, <laughs> like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do this. Um, that's going to be challenging, but I'm grateful that I did it because he's got the ultimate plan and we only see parts of it, but when we obey him, it all makes sense in the end. And especially now that Roe versus Wade is overturned. I mean, Amen. so much of what I was fighting for was Roe versus Wade to be overturned. So to see that happen, it's really just a confirmation that I was on the right path. Yeah. Wow. Can you tell us a little bit about some of like, maybe share a story about something in the early days when you started getting involved um, of maybe something like a God moment or something that you didn't expect to happen that happened? Yeah, I have so many stories. One of my favorite stories is about when I worked at the pregnancy center, because I, uh, I grew up in the town that I, that the pregnancy center is in the one that I used to work at, but I'd never been in there and I'd never, um, I just, I hadn't stopped by. And so one day I was home from Georgia and I was like in a transitional season in my life where I was not sure if I was going to go back to doing missionary work in Georgia or stay home in Connecticut. And I was driving my car and I always take exit 13 to get home. But I felt the Holy Spirit say to me to take exit 12. So I did. I just got off exit 12 and I saw the light on in the pregnancy center and I felt like I should stop in, but wow. I was on my way to the grocery store to get toilet paper. And so I was like on the phone with my now husband, then boyfriend, our fiance, I can't even remember what it was, but I was like, should I stop in at this place? And, and he was like, I don't know. So I just pulled the car over and I thought I was going to go in and just say, hi, I'm pro-life. I'm in the neighborhood. Like if you ever need, I think I was writing for live action at the time. So I was going to say, if you ever need someone to write an article about like a story that you're doing, let me know. Well, unbeknownst to me, the light was on because it was an after hours board meeting that was happening. <laughs> and so when I came in, the director, the executive director was like, I was like, hi, I'm pro-life. I'm in the neighborhood. And she's like, I know I don't know you. I've never met you, obviously, but I really feel like the Holy Spirit is saying you're supposed to work here. <laughs> Within and the I first was, like couple minutes of meeting her, she said this? Yes. yes. Wow. And then it gets, it gets crazier. So she's like, I feel like you're supposed to work here. And I'm like, okay. Cause she had a position that she, at the board meeting, she was, they were waiting for her to hire an assistant and they didn't know why she hadn't hired anybody yet. And she was going to have to explain to them that, you know, I just, I've gone to churches, I've talked to people, but I just don't feel right about anybody. Like I have a check in my spirit. So then when I came in the door, she was like, you're the one that I'm wow. supposed to be. So she was like, I feel like the Holy Spirit saying like, you're the one. And so then I was like, okay, I don't even know you, but maybe. Um, and then another door opened up from the upstairs and it was one of the board members. And she recognized me from, I guess, Facebook or something. So she was like, what are you doing here? And I didn't know her. So I was like who are you? But she was like, <laughs> when she said, what are you doing here? I was like, well, I was just stopping in to say hi. And she's right. like, I'm so glad that you're here because I've been praying for you. And this is the other like stranger. And so I'm like, you're praying for me. Like, who are you? And why are you praying for me? And she said, I'm praying for you. And she didn't hear, she did not hear this woman offer me the job. She was upstairs. So she said, I'm praying for you because I feel like God has told me that you're supposed to be associated with our organization. Wow. And then another door opens up 
and it is the board president. So you've got the executive director who offered me the job, the board member who comes downstairs and says, I've been praying for you. You're supposed to be with this organization that we're, that you're at right now. And then when the, the board president opens the third door, because it was like a lobby. So there was one door this way, one door that way. Anna, who had walked down the stairs, says to the board president, I want you to meet Christina. She's the one I've been talking to you about. <laughs> wow. And so I was like, you offered me a job. I don't know you. You came down the stairs and said, you've been praying for me to work here. I don't know you. And you are the board president. And you told her that you've been having conversations with her about me, but I don't know any of you. Wow. So that was a real moment for me. And it's interesting because I... I took the job, you know, and I had to go through. I mean, it wasn't just like Holy Spirit says you're in. I had I obviously okay. applied. They didn't just I, give you the money right then for your no, no, first no. paycheck. Okay, do, okay. <laughs> and I have like a degree and everything, and so I have. It wasn't like just. I mean, it was supernatural, but then it yeah. was also practical as well. So yeah, yeah. You're thinking, oh wow, what weirdo! It was like it was supernatural, <laughs> but then it was like I applied. I, I and I passed all the rest of those tests as well. Right. Um, but it ended up being that the person who hired me shortly after I got in had to leave, like an, an emergency had to leave. I think it was like four months in. And so then um, I ended up becoming the client service manager. So I went from like her assistant doing social media, various things to like running the client uh, services department, I guess you could say, and overseeing wow. all the volunteers. And wow. I did that for four plus years. Um, and we saw amazing, I mean, my team loved me. I loved my team. Um, I only left when I had to because the Lord, we, Connecticut's pregnancy centers began, began to be under political attack and God was putting on my heart that he wanted me to fight politically, you know, um, against some of these, an act concerning deceptive practices that limited services, pregnancy centers, and all these different pieces mm. of legislation that were coming out. So I transitioned at that point, but for four years, I was happily uh, working with pregnant women seeing them take pregnancy tests, uh, giving them free ultrasounds, walking them through parenting classes, helping them choose adoption, helping them choose parenting. Um, and it was really a, a life-altering experience. So that's like a cool story. Um, there's lots of them, but that's one of the ones I love. I love how you've done like every, pretty much every aspect of pro-life Right. I guess. I don't know the right terminology, but right. you know, you did the activism, you did pregnancy resource centers, you've done political and you're kind of doing all three kind of sort of now. I right. love that. And I think that that's Thank you. people, everyone listening, like there is a place for you in the pro-life movement. Right. I mean, you don't have to be um, like the communications director at a pregnancy resource center, but you know, if you're good at art, as you guys know, Angelina, we've had her on the podcast. Um, Angeline, uh, she does art. She uses her art to tell the story of life and things like that. There's just a role for everyone in the pro-life movement. Um, right, and you can right. pick and choose where you want. And I also love, so I love stories like this because I just love hearing how like God opened a door here and like this thing, like there's no way that that could just happen naturally. That has to be a supernatural connection. And I love oh, yeah. hearing that. And I just, my, I'm talking to myself and everybody listening to, this is why it's so important to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and be in tune with what God is telling you to do. If God's telling you to turn right, do X, Y, and Z, you got to listen. You have to. Right. Because there's right. so many things that, um, that, I mean, I'm also thinking about like, if you had not done that, how many women, 
I mean, there could be women that would not have made the decision to be to uh, save the life. Like there would be women out there who had unfortunately had an abortion, but you decided to listen. You decided to take that extra exit because um, you were listening to God. And it's not about you. It's about God. It's about God working through you. This is great. I love it. I love, love, thank love you. It. Yeah. I think about that when I scroll my Facebook sometimes and I see um, pictures of children that are growing, you know, five, six, seven. And I remember it's really a strange thing. Like when you see a picture of a child at Christmas time and they're like opening gifts and then you flash back and you remember their mother sitting before you in, in an office space and saying, I don't think I can do this. You know, I think I'm going to have an abortion or I'm thinking of having an abortion. And then you just look at the child and on your social media feed. Um, and that happens, you know, that happens when I scroll through because I have a few of my former clients that are um, like friends on Facebook or I'm still in their life. And I just am amazed like that God helped um, them to, to make the right decision. But I always tell people that there's a place in the pro-life movement for everyone. And it's okay if you don't know exactly what your niche is. I'm still discovering it myself. You know, I'm 41 years old now. I started when I was in my 20s. And so even at 41, I'm still thinking like, God, what do you want me to do exactly? There's so much that I want to do, but direct my steps. Mm -hmm. And what I always tell people is just start somewhere. So if you feel like, well, I don't really know what I'm called to do, just start somewhere. You know, start with a student group on campus, start with volunteering at a pregnancy center, start with 40 days for life and going outside, start with going to the March for life, you know, start with um, collecting diapers or collecting baby clothes, like doing a Christmas, you know, program for kids, like start online, you know, using your account to share pro-life content, like from live action, sharing the videos, mm -hmm. opening up conversations, like just start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And in time, you'll figure out where God has called you to be. Or if you're not a, you know, a believer, you don't, you know, you could still, there's so many people that are, that are not looking for where God has called them to be. They're just, they're like atheists or they're agnostics and they're just against murder and against dismemberment. And there's, they're some of the most radical, strong activists I've known. So there's a place for everybody, regardless if you have faith or not. Yes, um, I completely agree. And I want to add, I'll plug POW, P-A-A-U, progressive again. Yep, progressive uh, yeah. anti-abortion uprising. Yeah, I always, I, in my head, I'm like P-A-A-U or P-U-U. P-A-A-U, I want to yep. plug them. If you do consider yourself, um, if you are listening and you're not a Christian and you do want to get involved, um, POW is a great organization um, to to be involved with because as Christians, we do believe that life begins at conception and that abortion is murder, but you can also take away, um, you can also take away that uh, spiritual aspect of it and still come to the same conclusion that um, abortion is murder and that life does begin right. um, at conception because science and the Bible go hand in hand. The Bible never contradicts science. I remember this is just a quick side note, another quick side note. Um, in the 12th grade, I took a logic and um, we it was logic and philosophy class. That was our like Bible class. And um, I remember our teacher said that the Bible and science never contradict. And I don't know why I had just never heard of that. And he like went through this whole I, 
probably can't articulate it perfectly, but he went through all these things. And that just truly, like, I just remembered that. And that really changed the game for me. Like as Christians, I think that sometimes we think we can only um, believe in the Bible or like people say stuff about science and they're like, well, I don't, uh, that doesn't but no the science in the bible they never contradict because god created science god created Absolutely. all of these natural laws they natural laws come from god anyway back to the topic true, true. at hand <laughs> um why do you think people should speak out about abortion like why do you think it's important for us because there's a lot of people who are kind of um you know shy about it they don't really want to talk they're it's right. a tough conversation why should people do that why should they speak up well, basically just because it's it's wrong to take a human life. You know, it's wrong to take an innocent human life in the womb. It's a person. And so this is a human rights issue. It's a civil rights issue. It's about the basic, you know, desire for people to be able to live free from violence and free from, you know, from suffering that's inflicted on the hands by the hands of someone else. And so this is about fighting for for justice and i think it's hard for people to always understand that because the way that abortion has been talked about in society it's been discussed as you know a woman's right and reproductive freedom and reproductive justice and so we're not many of us are not familiar with the actual violence that takes place in an abortion that a child in the womb who's growing, who has a heartbeat, you know, who's growing with fingers and toes is dismembered, whether that's by a suction machine, whether that's by strong chemicals, you know, when an abortion doctor finishes a procedure, you know, he's looking for the fetal remains to make sure that a foot or a hand or an arm has not been left inside a woman's body. When a woman takes an RE486 pill at home and a baby is expelled, Oftentimes she can see the remains of that child, you know, in her hand or in the toilet. And it's very gruesome and it's very painful. And of course, there's women who say that regardless, that was something that they needed to do and it's good for them. But we know that a human life is lost and it's lost through violence. And so when we understand this, when we see this, it requires of us, it beckons us to, to speak out. And to say something, because we are our brother's keeper. You know, when mm -hmm. uh, in the Bible, with the story about Cain and Abel, and it said that Cain killed his brother. I mean, and his brother's blood was literally crying out from the ground. And when God talked to him about it, he was like, you know, wanted to pretend, am, am I, am I my brother's keeper? Well, the answer is yes. Like <laughs> you are, you know, and, um, just like someone would speak out if they knew that a child was being abused, hopefully they would speak out <laughs> if they knew that a woman was in a domestic violence situation. If, if a child's life is being threatened with death, you know, that requires us to do something. Now it's not ultimately something that we can control because even though Roe versus Wade is overturned, abortion is still legal in many states like my own. And even Mine the states too. where it's not legal, you've got people who are sending abortion pills through the mail. You've got companies who are paying for their employees to get in a plane and get an abortion. And so when I say speak out, you know, we can't necessarily stop someone from having an abortion. Like we can't 
force them to keep their baby. People say that we do that. Oh, pro-lifers are trying to force you to keep your baby. No, it's not possible. It's, it's still legal for people to do that. But what we can do by speaking out is to come alongside that person and say, what are your needs? How can I help you? You know, can I help you to get to a pregnancy resource center? Can I help you to get diapers, a crib, a car seat? Um, there's a young woman that I just met and she needed Christmas gifts for her other children at home because she's just pregnant now. And I put it on my social media and people gave money and we were able to take her shopping and get her lots of clothes for her kids and Christmas gifts. And it was a relief to her. And that's just one example. There's pro-lifers all across the country who do that with maternity housing and uh, pregnancy centers and all sorts of different types of aid and support. So speaking out looks different, you know, depending on the situation, but it's just choosing to get involved because you know that it's worth it because you know that a life is on the line. And it's honestly not just one life, it's multiple lives because when one life is destroyed through abortion, a whole generational line is destroyed because that mm. person never grows up, they never get married, those children are never born from that person's life and those grandchildren are never born, those great grandchildren. So when we even talk about like, you know, the numbers and we say, you know, 60 plus million, like those are the actual lives that have been destroyed. But when you think about the potential lives that have been destroyed, it's, it's frightening. I mean, it's just unbelievable to think that there's so few decisions in life. And I've thought about this before that have such long lasting um, impact. So if you think about things that people do that are, that are wrong, morally wrong, or just against the law, you know, if you, if you steal something from someone, um, if you hit someone, if you lie to someone, you know, um, like the worst things that, you know, you, you shouldn't be doing to people, even in those really difficult situations, there's often room for some sort of redemption. Um, if a relationship is broken, you might be able to repair the relationship. You might not, but you, you might be able to, you have an opportunity to possibly repair it. If you've stolen something, there can be some form of justice. Perhaps the cops can, um, return what was taken and perhaps you can pay back a debt or something like that. But abortion is something that is so final. It's just so final that for the women who've had abortions, when they feel that regret, there's no way to reverse what's done. Mm. And there's no way to reverse the actions that have taken place for, like I mentioned, that generational line being erased. And so all you can do is seek to heal, but there's no way to take back what was lost. And so that's what makes it such a, a really difficult, difficult thing when someone's facing an unplanned pregnancy because they are literally making a life or death decision. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Sobering. Um, <laughs> sobering. Yeah. It is sobering. I'm, I'm trying to think of how to ask the next question. Um, it is sobering because I think sometimes we get really um, desensitized to it. It's on movies all the time. I'm rewatching Scandal and there's... Um, two scenes i didn't realize it when i watched it the first time years ago there were two scenes with different abortion scenarios and you know we're getting so desensitized to it there's 
all music about it. There's just all these things. And I think sometimes we do need that sobering reminder that like, this is literally life and death. We literally right. are our brother's keeper. I think so. we just are so out of the, so out of the um, loop, I guess. We're just so not thinking about it. It's so second back of mind. You're just not really understanding especially people who and there's a lot of people who i'm sure are listening that are kind of on the fence about speaking up um but i really encourage you to think about what christina said and like this is the time to be speaking up now that row is over we ha have taken the fights to the states but they're still i mean in north carolina so north carolina it's um so legal up to 20 weeks and um they're going to try to push it further but we're gonna do our best to um get rid right. of it completely but um at some of the uh, abortion facilities that I've prayed outside of, there have been um, have been license plates from like Texas. People are driving, I mean, miles, hundreds of miles, just to come to get abortions here. So there's still work that needs to be done. There's still people who need to be on the sidewalks. There's still people who need to be at pregnancy resource centers. We're always going to need pregnancy resource centers because no matter what, even if it's completely abolished in um, right. the U.S., there's still going to be people who are having unplanned pregnancies or having difficult pregnancies. So there's still going to be these things. So this is really the time to just get involved, to to join your uh join the chapter students for life or right to life um share information live action has so many good good resources i mean sometimes people will be messaging me on instagram and i'll just send them a video link to abortionprocedures.com and typically that's kind of when the conversation ends but i mean <laughs> they have typically they because i mean once you see it there's not really much you can say they're like you know? oh wait okay that's really horrible i guess i can't say anything about that <laughs> right right um so you know there's so many things that you can be doing and if you are ever wondering what it is all please feel free to reach out to those of the girls to me personally i'm sure christina would love to hear from you as well um the last question i want to ask you um sure is uh, what are some resources what are some things that people are like okay i really want to get involved um or i i want to just know more about this topic i'm kind, i'm personally pro-life i don't know if i should be like pro-life for everyone what are some resources right, or something right. that you've learned um for these girls listening well you mentioned one of them and that was a great one that you mentioned which is the <laughs> abortion procedures video so yeah. i have to plug those but no those are really well done so live action has a ton of resources both written articles through liveaction.org we have a news blog and we have articles up every single day and we are talking about the politics that are happening we're telling personal stories beautiful stories of women choosing life we're sharing about what's happening with the pregnancy centers being attacked across the country so if you are someone that primarily likes to read articles and get your news that way i would really encourage you to go to liveaction.org and if you're someone who really likes to visually learn, then I would say go to our YouTube channel because mm -hmm. we have a number of different videos. Abortion procedures is one of them. And that video is, we have different, we have one with Dr. Levitano, who's a former abortion doctor. And then we have four female former abortionists who all share in great detail what actually happens during abortion. So if you've not understood that, that's the place to go and to see. And they go through chemical, they go through first, second trimester abortions. In addition to that, we have a, a video called Baby Olivia. And Baby Olivia is very beautiful. And it just shows this 
baby developing in the womb. And we use wonderful, medically accurate animations to show this growing baby in the womb. And so if someone's like, oh, it's a clump of tissues, it's not a baby yet, you can go and watch this video and you will <laughs> learn the truth about how developed a baby really is as they're growing in the womb. And so we have a number of different resources. And even just recently, we've done some satire pieces that are really hilarious where we're exposing yes. companies and the way that they are profiting off of abortion and how they're pretending to really care about women by offering to pay for their abortions, but really they're caring about the bottom line. And so we have um, some of those videos are up on our Instagram account and, um, and we also have a TikTok and everything else. So I would encourage people to go there because even just if you start there, you're going to have just years and years worth of information for you to feed upon, you know, articles, videos, and everything else. And so, you know, start there and then, you know, reach out if you have questions um, and you, or you want to get involved. And I would say a really easy place to start too is the March for Life. I mean, it's yes. not always easy for people to get there, but <laughs> it's, um, you know, there's, thousands and thousands of people that come. And if you're able to make it there, it really can be a starting point for you to, to jump into pro-life activism. Yes. These are great, great resources. Um, and I'll link uh, Christina's um, Instagram, all that stuff, as well as live action um, videos as well. And then just a reminder, if you're listening and you're going to the March for Life by yourself, you do not have to go by yourself. Um, reach out to me and we'll try to connect you with a group so you're not by yourself. Um, and also, sorry, I have one more question, Christina. No, you're good. You're good. This is something that we ask all of the guests. Um, if every single girl in the world was looking at you right now, what would you tell them? <laughs> No pressure, oh, I love but that it's question. every girl. <laughs> and every it could be about in the entire world. Yeah. Every girl in the entire world. So if every girl in the entire world was looking at me, I would have to tell them that you can trust God with your heart mm. and everything in your heart, every desire that you have, whether that's for marriage, whether that's for children, whether that's for career or you know, adventures that you want to do, overseas missions, ministry, outreach, whatever it is that you can trust God with your heart. You don't have to just try to accomplish everything in your own strength or go about and get everything that you want um, in whatever way is necessary. You can lean in and rest upon God. You can put your head on his shoulder and know that he loves you and know that you're not alone and know that he has a wonderful plan for your life and that he is for you as a woman. He is for your voice to be heard and not silenced. He is for you to be empowered and strengthened. He is for you to be able to live out the dreams that you have, whatever that looks like career, ministry, family, whatever that looks like, the sky is really the limit and God is cheerleading you. He is literally in your corner. He is applauding you on because he wants you to live all that he has for you. And he wants you to live it out to the fullness. And so don't shrink back. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid and think, oh no, this is not possible. Don't allow hopelessness or despair to cripple you or to rob you. I remember when I was younger, I thought, oh, well, I don't know if this is possible or if that's possible, but it is, it is possible. Now you may have to wait, you may have to struggle, it may not be easy, but that's all part of the process. 
and God works it all together for good. So trust him with your heart and know that there's no one else in the world like you and, and that God wants your voice to be heard, whatever that looks like. So that's what I would tell young girls. And uh, that's what I believed. And it's, it served me pretty well. <laughs> Wow. I um, personally, I really needed to hear that. So praise God. Um, No, that's really good. Um, Wow. Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. If people want to connect with you, how can they do that? Well, they can go to my Instagram, which is Black Pro Life Woman. I'm on there the most. Um, B-L-A-C-K-P-R-O-L-I-F-E, woman. And um, I'm on Twitter, but not that much. But I'm also on there. Facebook as well. Christina Bennett. I have a website, ChristinaBennett.com, that people can check out. And um, if anyone's listening who wants me to come speak at their church or they want me to come speak at a banquet or something, then they can just contact me through my website. Um, I speak on behalf of live action and I speak on behalf of ambassadors and also just myself, depending on, you know, where I'm going and what I'm doing, but um, just reach out in any of those ways. And I would love to be in touch. Do you have any events coming up? Um, I do. I have some events, um, speaking events. They're not necessarily open to the public because they're like, I mean, they are, but they're, you know, pregnancy center banquets and things. And so it's like, they're kind of, people are invited by the hosts. Um, But then I think a couple of things that Live Action is doing, um, we're going to do an event on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade this summer in DC. Um, So we, more information will come out about that. Um, and then we're going to do again, our unite for life event that we do where we gather people and, um, and we also have our gala. So we have some things that are scheduled, um, for the year that if you follow me on my social media, um, when we get closer to it, I will let everybody know, but probably the most immediate thing is of course, just being at the March and I'm going to, um, be involved with some different events that are there as well. Um, I'll be over stopping by EWTN and then I'll be with the live action team. And then I'll be doing something for this group called stand for life. Um, they're having an event and I'll be over there, um, doing a panel. So, so just a few different things are going on, but easiest way is just to follow me and, um, and I can update people as I go. Yay. Okay. Well, you guys, if you like this episode, please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, however you're listening. This is a really good episode to share with your friends and to have just a discussion around what can you do in the pro-life movement and how can you help people and also the seriousness of this issue. Um, So these are just great conversations to have. Um, I think that's it. If you enjoyed it, once again, please, 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 please rate and review. Um, That'll just help us move up on the algorithm and share, 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 share. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.